and welcome to episode 7 of the Aim High and Achieve podcast. We've had a small break for summer and I've been working in the background uh, to arrange the next group of guests. Today we are joined by Annette de Graff. Annette is an international educator at the International School of North America in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. She's also the author of a book, Let's Grow, Raising Children with a Growth Mindset. Today, that's more or less the subject that we're going to talk about. Annette has been an advocate for the for the growth mindset for a long time, culminating in uh, publishing a book, and we're going to hear all about it. Annette, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. How are you? Thank you so much. Hello from Vietnam. Yes, I was going to ask you, how has the move gone? Yeah, well, that is something that I've been asking myself too, that question. That is a really good question. Like, how are we doing? Like, if you talk about it, it's quite wild but while we are experiencing experiencing it ourselves it is pretty good it is very relaxed we're just living day by day and just taking everything as it is um right but it's so funny when you talk about it when you make things like you bring it out in the open and you sum up everything that we have done and that we are still doing it is pretty well but we are actually pretty calm (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, so just for some context, this summer, you you moved from Norway. Uh, you had a teaching job in Norway, and you you moved to Vietnam with the whole family, so three young kids. Uh, so that in itself, you 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 don't have any ties to Vietnam. It's literally a cold move, and you've gone there. Yeah. So what what's what what sort of attracted you to Vietnam? And I know it has a rich culture and. And that's very, if, if I actually think of a more opposite place to Norway, Vietnam would be up there. Yeah, it is, it is the complete opposite. Um, the, I think the lifestyle is very different. But what I do notice is that I loved the people in Norway were so welcoming and so nice to us. And that is exactly the same as we are feeling right here. So even though we didn't know anybody here and we, we had never been to Vietnam before, we love it so much. People are so welcoming and we feel like we're, we're at home, like we're home here and mm. this is our new home. And like from the start, when we landed, people just greeted us with a big smile. And that has been like that ever since people are so friendly and so kind. Mm. So it already feels like being home and we felt the same in Norway. So there are many differences, but also many similarities, even though you wouldn't even think about it. But the people in Norway gave us such a really great time for two years. Um, and we're hoping to have the same experience here in Vietnam. And I, I remember when I, I mean, you've got three young kids. Uh, and I, I kind of remember when I was that age, you, when you traveled, when you went on holiday, for example, and, and you you experience like a, a new culture for two weeks. You, I remember you used to come back sort of re-energized and, oh, yeah, I want to learn about this or I want to try this and I saw something there that I want to do. And, and your kids, I guess, are kind of in this perpetual cycle of learning new cultures and and, and I suppose that's developing them in, in a different way than a lot of let, let's say standard kids or sort of normal families who are in one town most of their life, they're seeing, you know, the kind of the, the Norwegian culture, then they see the Vietnamese culture and the Dutch culture. Obviously, you're from Holland. I don't know how long your kids lived in Holland for before you started to move around. Uh, Jules was three when we started traveling the world. Wow. So she's um, not really probably going to remember much of Holland. Um, well, she does. She does because she also had, she spent like two years in a primary school there. So, okay. And she has like a very best friend in Melon. So they do remember, but exactly what you're saying, it is like our gift to our children, um, to receive these experiences as like cultural differences, but also cultural similarities, like wherever Mm. we are, there are people and people is like same, same, but different. Um, that is such like a great lesson that you can never learn from a textbook ever. Mm. Um, so that is what we are seeing that our, our children are very open-minded, um, internationally minded, interculturally minded. And yeah, that, that is our gift to them. 
So, so speaking about a textbook, you've actually just written a book, which is one reason that drew me to to get you on as a guest, just to to explain the journey you went through from the kind of thoughts in your head to actually putting pen to paper to then actually seeing it through all the way. I mean, I suppose a lot of uh, kind of dreams of writing a book, people may have the idea to do it. They may have a topic or subject they want to they want to write about, but getting it to the published stage, I guess, is a long journey. Can you talk us through your particular process of how you started to, to how you got to, to where it is now? Yeah, so uh, the title of the book is Let's Grow, Raising Children with a Growth Mindset. Um, and exactly what you're saying, when you have an idea in your head and uh, then putting it on paper or actually typing it, that is such a big step. Um, but it's actually not a big step. Um, you have to do it. You have to start somewhere. So um, that was one moment when I remember, um, I remember I was listening to this Instagram live session. Somebody said like, what do you really want? What is your big dream? Type it, type it in the chat. And then like before I even knew it, my, my fingers were typing, I'm going to write a book. And then like, what did I just type? <laughs> and 10 minutes later, uh, I took my laptop and I started writing the book that I wanted to write for such a long time. And actually the book that people wanted me to write for such a long time, because um, I was already hosting workshops about mindset, about growth mindset for about two years. So I, I had all these ideas in my head already. Um, and people asked me questions. So how do I do that? How do I raise my children with a growth mindset? And I kept answering those questions very politely, um, like private messages uh, on Instagram or just parents at school uh, all the time. But then I thought, well, it's maybe it's easier if I write a book about it. It's not easy, but um, mm. then I'm just like, okay, there you go. Here's my book. <laughs> you can read all about it instead of me um, having all these one-on-one sessions. But mm. cool. Yeah, thinking about like if you have ideas in your head and then translating it to a message that is like understanding for other people, right? Because you can understand mm. it yourself and you can say it, but then spoken words are so different compared to written words. So that was quite a journey. And and there's a lot of sort of methods to, to sort of write in a book, I guess. And were, were you one of the sort of, did you need a... Uh, like a disciplined time, okay, from five to six, I'm going to write, or did you just sort of free flow it through the day, or, you know, what was your sort of approach to it? I did not plan anything, so I don't like planning at all. I don't like planning okay. anything in my life, <laughs> and um, writing a book, there was no plan at all. I just started writing, and I was like, I'll see. I didn't want a publisher either, because then okay. you need to make a plan, and then you have deadlines. I don't like that. I just like doing what I love to do, um, mm. not because other people are telling me to do it. So there was no plan. Um, I just, whenever I felt inspired, I was like, okay, let's do it. But there was like, at some point there was a deadline because I knew I was going to fly to the Netherlands before going to Vietnam. So I knew okay. that I wanted to have like a, um, an um, in-person offline book lounge party. I needed to finish the book before like the end of June. So I just pushed a little bit through and at some point it was like, okay, I have to click publish right now. <laughs> I okay. can keep, and keep editing, but at some point it's like, okay, done. And did you self-publish the book or did you yes. use a publisher? Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, how, just explain that process then. Is it, is it kind of like you, you find a publisher online and you upload it and, and you, you then have to find distribution and, and this kind of thing? Yeah, so that is like from it was a whole new world for me because I had no idea. Um, so I wrote everything like on um, pages, just okay. on my computer, um, and then turn it into a PDF file, and then you can upload it. There's like this Dutch website; it's called Brave New Books, um, and then they publish it for you. But at first, I okay. thought like it's not so nice. I want to have like my book in a in a bookstore too. So the first okay. month, um, it was um, for sale in a real bookshop in the Netherlands. It was this wonderful lady, um, and she said, I really want to sell your book. Um, I'll help you. I'm experienced. So we did that for the first month, 
and the book launch party was there as well. It was very nice to see like all those people that I kind of meet online um, and who've mm. been following us for such a long time and learning about mindset with me. So that was really nice to do that in person, but now it's just um, this like online website that I use. Brilliant. And I'll, I'll put a link to that into the show notes if anybody's uh, interested to look at it further. Um, so, so the book is titled Growth Mindset. And this is something usually when, when I, I have plans for a podcast, I will research a little bit into the person, find the subject, sort of, and make some loose notes around it. But with this one, I didn't really want to because I wanted to, to sort of let it be an, uh, an immediate learning for me today and just to sort of learn about this, the, the growth mindset. And I have, there was a, a Huberman podcast uh, that's in my podcast list that, again, I didn't want to listen to it. <laughs> because I I didn't want to make a judgment of it and you know before I mean I'm going to learn today so it's great so just give us a brief outline of of the growth mindset and, and sort of how you uh how you came into it how you bought into it and how you you uh, you keep sort of living by it if you like yeah well like your approach is a huge growth mindset approach already so that sounds great like okay. when you are willing to learn, when you're open to learn and you believe that your brain can grow. So um, that is the, the most important part of a growth mindset, that you know that you can learn anything you want. You're not just born with the brain you have, but um, it's not just talent. You, you can keep learning as long as you train your brain or your body. Anything you want to learn, you can learn it. So it's hmm. not fixed and that is like the opposite of a growth mindset is a fixed mindset. And sometimes okay. that helps to understand it better, to know the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So a fixed mindset person would say like, um, there's a challenge coming up. I'm not going to try. I don't want to fail. I won't even try. And a growth mindset person would think like, Ooh, a challenge, exciting. It might be hard. It might be something I might fail, but that's okay. I can try it because I know that if I try new things, I will learn new things and my brain will grow. So that is a whole different approach. And it doesn't mean that somebody with a growth mindset never has a fixed mindset, or it doesn't mean that somebody with a fixed mindset never has a growth mindset. There's a lot of gray area in the middle, of course, but just knowing that you can learn anything you want, as long as you keep trying and going for those challenges makes a huge difference. If people know that, like um, that mindset is a choice. It really is a choice. If um, you think about, for example, complaining, you come home and you see that your house is a mess and you're like, oh, I just really don't like that. And it, it gives you like a headache or a bad mood and you don't want to change your mood. And then if your partner tells you mindset is a choice, you can't control your um, situation or the people around you, but the way you react, you can control it. So next time when you come home and you see the mess, try to use a different mindset. Maybe you can think like, okay, I guess they had fun today. <laughs> they used all the toys or they used all the clothes. Um, like that is a different approach. And you can choose that. A lot of people think like, no, no, I was born like that. I've always been like that. I just really don't like mess. Um, I can't handle it. My brain can't handle it. But you mm. do. Have a you always have a choice. It's interesting because it's sort of. I would imagine that to to sort of take on new challenges and go out of your comfort zone. I suppose a lot of it is is not putting too much pressure on yourself about the outcome of exactly. what you do. So uh, an example might be, okay, I want to run 10 kilometers in under an hour. And, and you immediately put the pressure on yourself or you're looking at other people to see how fast they run. Uh, and I suppose that the, the growth mindset is that you just go out and run and, and you just take it for what it is and, and improve and learn from that. As, and I'm just using that as an example, but yeah, no, I, I suppose a lot of it it's not about you are, really, it matter, yeah, you are doing it you are trying it mm. and trying yeah. is so much better than not trying right you gave yeah, it a yeah. go mm. and then you could, like uh pat yourself on the back say like yes i tried and of course um knowing that you can't 
be the best or like amazing at something new um, immediately. It takes time. It takes time to learn. Um, and a lot of uh, people can also link fixed mindset with perfectionism. Um, that is also maybe you can understand it better if you think about that. Like I want to do it right straight away or I want to be able to run those 10 kilometers straight away um, because if I can't do it straight away, it feels like I'm failing. But then if you try it and you embrace the, well, it's not failure, <laughs> but you mm. embrace the fact that it will take a while. It would take time to learn something new, anything new, a new language, um, a new sport. Uh, well, running 10 kilometers, if you've only ran maybe one in the past, like it, yeah, yeah. it says that you can't just learn that straight away, right? The the first The first thing that comes to my mind when when you've explained the sort of the basis of it is the first thing that comes to my mind is, is when I was right, when my kids were young and I mean, I was quite young when, when I had my kids and it's, it's kind of like, I know that for a fact I was short tempered, you know, I was probably frustrated a lot of the time. So, and I, I never even thought about, Oh, if there's a mess in the house, Oh yeah, but they've had fun. So it doesn't matter. Just, clean it up I was like ah oh, god damn what a mess now I've got to clean it up and my brain at the time was never thinking ah oh, well they've had fun so it doesn't matter they've learned something they've I wasn't my mindset was not like that it's only with age now looking back where if I come home and there's paint on the carpet for one example I, now I would think well we'll just clean it it, it doesn't matter you know, who, who, who gives a shit? It's, it's a bit of a mess. So it's, I think it's something that probably you'd start to develop with age. And as you go through having young kids to sort of when you come out of the other side of it, you probably look back on reflection and see ah, it doesn't really matter, you know. And, and I suppose this is a, a great tool for people now who've got sort of young kids to, to sort of start trying to change the mindset into being frustrated or being angry that they they've spilt crisps in the car, whatever it may be that, that uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, there's bigger it's also things like the message that you're sending that if you like get angry with a child making a mess or angry with a child um, spilling a drink, you send the message like mistakes are bad. Like if you make okay. a mistake, you spill, spill your drink. Um, you don't want to send that message. That is not like your intention, of course. I know that. Mm. But you do send that message to your child. Like if if they make a mistake and you get angry with them, like in their head, that's like what they learn. Mistakes are bad. I should not make mistakes. I should not spill my drink. I should not like um, make a mistake in math or in mm. any other. The, the sort of pressure you put on children when when you kind of you know put pressure not to make mistakes, not to spill a drink, not to, you know, not to have untidy handwriting. That that pressure in young children, I would imagine, would probably hinder them in terms of they'd be nervous to make make a mistake and then that has a knock-on effect later, you know. And when we don't realise that, that our words really truly matter. Um, so every time you say something to your child, like um, a no or like a what did you do or... Um, uh, make sure you don't make a mistake or when you put like when you're a teacher when you like put a, a red cross in their um, uh, workbook for maths or for English or whatever mm. the message that you're sending is not your it's not your intention to um, help them develop a fixed mindset or perfectionism but you are doing it you are mm. giving them the, the feeling that mistakes or just the belief that mistakes are really truly bad so oh. Today is a stool. I'm not sure if the, the noise is really loud, but he's like... A... No, it, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Life is happening all around us. It's no problem. But this is also one... I said. It can never be absolutely perfect. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And how, how do you kind of balance or offset this with having some level of discipline and, and sort of, you know, because kids have to be told no sometimes, I think. They can't have they can't have everything and, and become and become kind of entitled into being mm -hmm. able to have everything. So how do you kind of balance that? I mean, for example, many times 
you know, my kids have said, can I have another piece of chocolate cake? And, and I'll say <laughs> no. I, I, I will say no. Yeah, you, I love you can't. Yes. But but how do you how do you handle that that sort of instilling some discipline which is needed i think you know with yes. with kids especially yeah i don't think discipline has that much to do um with like you you don't have to like have a growth mindset and just let it all go like just okay. like alive and good luck it's not like that it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. okay and eat, eat or drink what you want and go to bed what time you want but there okay. is like this um it is all about hierarchy um so when you think about uh, raising children and then raising children with a growth mindset it is very important that your children feel seen and heard that they know that you truly want to connect with them that you are there for them that you are uh, not just saying like yeah uh, mom mom have a look i want to show you something and you're like yeah yeah oh yeah well done fantastic and then you just move on but that you really mm. truly connect and that you create moments when um, two spirits truly meet when you are making that connection and you're, you see your child grow, um, mm. um, like bloom when you have those connection moments. So that mm. is really important. And when they feel seen and heard, um, you can see like the bond with your child change. Uh, or if you already had a great bond, you can see it become even stronger. Mm. I truly believe in instead of like you have to fix like when some, when things are completely wrong, we say like okay, uh, my child is not listening to me at all, and I just have to say no, 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 no. Go back to the basics. Go back to finding that connection because if you have that true connection and your children feel seen and heard by you, um, and you're also like okay with yourself, you're you're calm and you're fine, and um, you have a lot to give. Um, to your child, you are really truly present, then those um, conflicts are getting way less. You have such a mm. calmer vibe in your home. And then when your mm. child asks like for the third, I don't know, ice cream a day, you can mm. have a proper conversation. You can have like, you don't have to be like, no, no, no. Like, so what do you think? Like <laughs> you, well, during summer holidays, right? You already had two popsicles today. Um, what do you think? Is a third one a good idea, right? And then you are not telling them just no, but there's like a good reason and they understand why there's a no. So I really believe in, in hierarchy um, that it can make such a big difference rather than you like being above them and talking to them. If you level with them and you're um, treating them as like equal, because you're listening to them, they will also listen to you. Because if you're not mm. listening to them, why would they listen to you? So I really believe in that bonding. And I kind of see the benefit now of just spending an hour or two just doing a little adventure or a little something just to sort of get, get sort of friends with your kids, you know, and just sort of get on a level where they're looking up to you as kind of mm. like... Um, a hero if you like and i want to yeah. be like you know and i think that's important that kids sort of have that and they look up to the parents you know as oh yeah i'm okay my, my parents are they've got control of their life they're healthy they're fit you know and I, but i think that's a bit of a challenge nowadays with with the way phones are and technologies and social medias i think a lot of people are distracted kids as well who who are on snap you know there's a quite a I would imagine there's quite a big separation of sort of human interaction with kids and, and parents nowadays. And that's something I think with this kind of growth mindset you're talking about of sort of engaging together is something that would, would help with that. Yes. Like if, if there's one phrase that really helps for me, it's like it's connection before or over correction. Mm. Okay. I really like that one. It helps so much. Like, but, or when something is happening, your child is just furious or uh, really doesn't want to clean up her room or I don't know. Well, you, you recognize all these things probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better than you telling them, stop being angry or um, just clean up your room. I told you so many times. Why didn't you do it yet? 
But if you connect, if you level with them, if you really listen to them, there might be a really good reason or there's something that happened before that they didn't talk about yet that they, they want to talk to you about, but you were angry with them. So you didn't really give them an opening or, um, right? Like, um, yeah. do, maybe they just want to hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, 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 it sort of, you, we can apply it to kids like, like we've spoken about there, to children and things. But I think as well from in sort of a day and age where mental health is so important. And I've yeah. talked to a few people, talked to a few people about mental health previously and, and, uh, and their kind of situations, I suppose in terms of mental health, and the more I hear about it, the more I kind of think, you know, this is a really good tool that would kind of help with that in terms of opening up your own mind to sort of situations in, in everyday life and you know taking on new challenges and making yourself busy because I think what I've kind of learned is the busier you are the less time you have to think that you're depressed to, to make yeah. to, to put it to put it as simple as that yeah exactly because who can still like feel bored or who could just like sit in a forest without anything and just be who can mm. still do that yeah, I mean, it's not... Not many people. It, no, no. And and also, I think if the busier you are and, and kind of like if your days are jam-packed with new adventures or new new emotions and and you're opening yourself up to new opportunities, trying new things, you might just find some little 1% in your body that's that then grows into something bigger, you know, by just uh, by just learning something new. And having an open mindset, not sort of doing the same, same daily shit routine. You get up, you go to work, you come home, you have a glass of wine, you watch shit on telly, you go to bed. You know, if you fill your day full of sort of adventures and 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 challenges for yourself, it's you know, it's there's a, like I say, there's a lot with mental health, and I think you know, there's there's a difference between if you are chemically have a mental illness problem with a chemical imbalance that is sort of impossible to cure without sort of serious intervention and then there's this kind of like gray area where people are just down in their life or just feeling Mm. feeling a bit crappy you know and they need something sort of to 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 look at things in in a different perspective you know and I think this is kind of reading into this I think would help a lot you know and it can be super annoying when you are like in a gray, dark mood. And then mm. somebody tells you like, but you have a choice. <laughs> you, you can choose your thoughts. You can choose your minds. And they're like, what? Stop. Like, that is super annoying. You don't yeah. want to hear that at all. And I remember actually that, um, I don't know what it was. I was complaining about something or I, I just, um, today is uh, my husband. Uh, he uh, he read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck years ago. And then at some point, I don't know what I was complaining about, but I was just saying like, oh my goodness, I just really don't like that. I just really don't like that. And that was just, or being like short-tempered, something about that. But mm. that is the way I am. And he said, no, you have a choice. And I was already frustrated. And him telling me that made me feel even more frustrated. I was like, <laughs> so irritated but then i started thinking about it and reading about it so this is also a it takes a growth mindset to train a growth mindset it really takes time um it can take years and Mm. then every single time you have a little um you um, recognize a little change in yourself you recognize like some more calmness like I know that I can't control the situation around me, but I can control my reaction. Every time you are able to control your reaction, just say, yes, I did it. That is mm-hmm. like a small thing that's celebrated hugely. Give yourself mm-hmm. not just one pat on the back, but be proud of yourself, like big time. Yeah, I think, I think from my own experience, I know, you know, and I've come to accept now, sometimes you just have an off day and and oh, kind of yes. like you know and and and, and now I just I, I know straight away and I will just say ah oh, it's okay 
today's just one of them days. Yeah, yeah. Today's just one of them days. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay out. Our children too. Yeah, and I just kind of think now I'll stay out of the way. I'll just keep myself to myself. I'll I'll watch a bit of YouTube, and I don't kind of put too much pressure on myself when it's one of those days. Other days I wake up and I think, right, great, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. And I just get busy. And if if I don't do that, then I'm in a low place. If if mm-hmm. I if I have if I have two weeks, for example, in a holiday and I'm at home or I'm off work for, for a week and I don't do anything, that's when I start to sort of go down the steps. Yeah. So I, for, for me, I've got to be thinking, I've got to be keeping busy and I've got to be doing these. But I don't put pressure on myself now when it's enough on off day and you're just a bit low and oh you you know you you might see your kids might be one might be in the mood just kind of leave them alone you know let them you'll figure it out you know so I, I think also thinking back I mean I had a reputation people would say why are you so grumpy you never smile you know and I used to think I'm, I'm perfectly fine but just by people saying that to me it would piss me off yeah you know you know so I had this kind of reputation as being a bit like that but thinking back then I didn't really have any hobbies that I was doing I didn't have any adventures and I had these things where maybe I was uh I wanted to do certain things but there was things restricted me be it work or young kids or mm-hmm. you know wh- whatever it was so uh, and I think that might be something that people kind of get trapped in uh sort of like a, perpet- a perpetual cycle where they're not able to sort of get out of that, you know, and it, before you know it, 10 years has passed you by, you know, and then you start to wake up and think, Jesus Christ, 10 years of my life just passed by in the blink of an eye, you know. So I and think it's... That to your children, right? Hmm. Yeah. And and I suppose with your, with your children, they, they it's like what, it's true what they say, They one minute they're in nappies, the next minute they're going to college. It is simple, it is like that. So if I just like hear you talk about this, that is one of the steps. It's actually step two of raising children with the growth mindset that I describe in the book. So I uh, wrote about the four steps. So step one is that connection. It's not just a connection with your child. So those moments when two spirits truly really meet without any distraction, but it's also that connection with yourself. Um, How am I feeling? And it's the Mm. connection, um, the, the, the child's connection with itself. So how is your child feeling? Does it feel safe? Does it feel secure? Does it feel loved? So that is really like the, the first layer of the cake. <laughs> if you want to mm. make it like the first layer is that connection, the, the child's connection with itself, your own connection with yourself and your connection with your child. So that is the first step. And that is such an important step. You can never uh, just tell a child you need to have a growth mindset or anybody like, you need to have a growth mindset. You can choose your reaction because that's too much. It's too far away. That connection needs to be there and you need to search for it, work on it um, and keep working on it every single day. That's like never done. Mm. And then the second step is what you were just describing, that you know ways how you can control your own brain, how you can like, <laughs> sorry, soul is really upset. He just woke okay. up from a little nap and it's a little bit oh. too late. You know, on that point, I remember that when when my two didn't have a nap and oh. you were like, you were just like, please go to sleep. You have to sleep for like 30 minutes or an hour. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's interesting that, <laughs> but I can totally understand you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Then, that second step, what you were just describing, that if you know ways um, like that you feel calm and peaceful in your own mind so doing what you love do something find something that you really like to do that makes you really truly happy like mm. i don't know playing rugby for you right or yeah. for me going for a run do those things that make you feel good about yourself uh, just for you and it's not just um for you but it's also the message that you are sending to your child like i am taking care of me i am important and then if your child finds ways that makes him or her really happy too, make sure you provide time 
like if it's knitting or if it's like something that you see your child like completely relax or swimming mm. or um, going for a hike, anything. If you see your child being it's like their true self, completely relaxed and happy, you need mm. to make sure that those uh, moments are happening daily, really, truly I, daily. I, You're feeling good about this. I think it, I think it's really important that your children kind of see a kind of competent uh, adult or co competent parent in that, that 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 you're sort of achieving in life and you're sort of you know you're putting the work in and 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 somebody that you know can they they kind of look up to and say well yeah my parents were you know were at control they were they were going to training or they were they would go to the gym every day you know and you just by by not thinking it but the children see a lot and they notice a lot of things they notice when things aren't right and I, th I think it's for me it's super important that you you kind of set an example of you know I do this every day this is my habit this is my commitment you know I have discipline I, I can do this and this is the kind of discipline you need to have and I think um, I, I think a lot of times, or the you know, there may be parents out there. You kind of see how it rubs off on on their children if they don't have that discipline. And when mm -hmm. when I say when I say discipline, I, I really mean commitment. You know, you know, if you, yourself, take care of yourself, yeah. right? Yeah, that is that. And so step two is like creating that peace and quietness in your mind. But step three, exactly what you're just saying, living the life you want to give to your child. So whatever you want them to achieve whatever you want how you want them to be you gotta live it yourself mm. because words are just words you tell them something they won't listen <laughs> but yeah, yeah. amazing copycats children are not so good at listening to us but they are really great stars at copying mm. us they are yeah, our yeah. heroes so living the life you want to give to your child every single day if you don't want them to like complain about little things in life, then stop complaining about little things in life yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, mm, <laughs> absolutely, sense. yeah, yeah. It totally mm. makes sense. But, yeah, if you if you notice there are things you don't like about your child, you're like, oh, that's annoying, or I want them to change this. Start with you. Look in the mirror. Like, what do I say? Um, how do I act? Mm. Yeah. yeah I think I think it's really important to sort of be a role model yes. you know and if, if if you're you know I mean I, I'm terrible for it sometimes on my phone and and or it looks like I'm on my phone I might I might be sending messages about organizing something or I might be looking on Google Maps or I might be uh, reading a newspaper or something because the, the way life is now that you don't buy a newspaper you read it on your phone you don't yeah read a you don't read a book you, you read it on your phone or you don't you know you're listening to podcasts so you it's kind of like you're always doing and it can kind of look like you're being lazy sometimes you know to, to your children and I'm kind of like okay phone down right okay find find something or I'm always saying you know what are you up to trying to say you know what what kind what are you kind of doing uh, with your life I always that's one of my things what are you doing with your life today but I, I think being a role model you know, is, is part of that and showing, showing your kids that it's okay to go and try something and fail, you know, just yes. to have a go, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and not be so, you know, w w one example might, I think I remember Sophia, my youngest didn't want to go on the big rides at the, at the swimming park. And then two years later, she's on all of the, the big rides and it's no problem. So I, th I suppose another thing of this is just being patient with it, not expecting instant success you know it's like it, it'll grow slowly what you're just saying here is so important that um a lot of parents or teachers are used to putting their expectations on their children um and then being disappointed that it's not working out mm. why why would we put our expectations or, or like a pace or like a certain time that need to be ready for something on our children for example, mm. learning to read or like even smaller children learning. My child was 14 months when uh, he learned to walk. No, mine was nine. Like, who cares? Like, who really cares? So stop putting your expectations on your children mm. because you don't have to write to do that. It's their life. It's their pace, right? It's their journey. 
and it's not they are not mini versions of us or like improved versions of us they are their own person so i think that mm. is like it helps like if you like let that go you don't have to put your expectations on your child that already like oh, okay so then it's okay if they don't dare to go like on crazy water slides yeah because when i was not nine i dare to do that why does my child want to do it yet mm. right? <laughs> uh, and I, i've always thought i mean and and i'm involved in in uh, some youth coaching and things like that and, and i've always my approach has always been that i the, the the technical aspects of anything be it calculus or drawing or art the technical things that you can coach after the important thing is to get the attitude right so to have so so you you would always coach a kid with a great attitude before you would coach a kid with a bad attitude because that's harder very hard to to to, to get around that so i think I've always thought that teacher or coach or the, the most important thing to start with is to is to start with the attitude and the sort of the mindset of people and, and everything else can come after. You know, it's like it doesn't have to be um, the, the pressure of getting something right to start with. It's the mindset that's important. Yes. How can you make them open to learn? Right. And that is that mm. connection. And I think you are really great at that. Like making connections with children, making them feel seen and heard. You are fantastic at that. And that is, I think, why so many kids love playing rugby with you. Yeah, I mean, that was that was something new to me as well because, uh, like I said, I'm I'm not a kid person. I, I'm one of these people. I was maybe a few years ago. If there was a kid crying in a supermarket, <laughs> I'd be like, oh shut that kid up will you you know it used to cut through me uh you know i'll openly admit it it's just it's something that's inside me but as i've got older and i've started to get involved with kids and started to sort of my own my own kids have grown up and i start to appreciate things a bit more and you get wiser with age there's no doubt about that i i have come to sort of look into this and this is i i also think listening to this conversation and i'm processing it that I think it's, I've kind of had this mindset all along, but I never really called it a, a growth mindset. I think it was just something that's naturally been uh, sitting in the background and I didn't really know this is what it was and maybe it just needed some fine tuning to. It's so much fun um, to keep thinking about. Like if, even if like you recognize a lot of stuff, it's still so much fun. Like I hope you will listen to that podcast you were uh, talking about like before we started that Huberman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Huberman, yeah, from the Stanford. He has the Huberman Lab, and he is a, he's a neuroscientist, and uh, the, he does sort of podcasts that maybe three, two or three hours long, and they're all about the brain and neurology, and it's a bit heavy, you know. But it's it's a, such a great free resource to learn about the brain and and the effects of everything on it. So I'm going to listen to the. I'm going to. It's also easy to read. It's like a super nice book. Okay. Like Carol Dweck. It's called Mindset. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out as well. And and um, but yeah, the human one. I'm I'm going to listen to that after this one, uh, just to sort of learn more about it. I think it's a, it's a really interesting, really interesting subject. So yeah. how, how's the book go? How's the book going? You had a lot of good feedback, I guess, about it. Yeah, it's just been so great. Like. Um, getting all this feedback from people like bringing their book like on a holiday and seeing my oh, book wow. in Italy and in Spain uh, and people telling me that like uh, thank you so much for the, this book because like the four step plan is just helping so much to um, get my head around it and really starting with myself instead of teaching my kid a growth mindset mm. it really start, needs to start with me <laughs> oh my goodness my children are going wow <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, they'll they'll be okay, and it'll be okay in ten minutes. And maybe just a bit hungry. <laughs> I think you're hangry. Yes. Yeah, hungry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like these things that I'm describing, all these examples in my book, and what really helps for parents is to read it, and then they can connect with their own situation, and knowing that you're not alone. These challenges in uh, parenthood are universal. Everybody's mm. 
struggling. We just don't really talk about the struggles that much. We just see like um, disciplined, nice children on the streets or in school. And we don't know what's happening inside their houses, like in, in their homes. Mm. Um, mm. And just in my book, I have so many examples of like me, like in the morning, freaking out because um, my girls are fighting with each other. And I feel such a nice start of the day. And then like fighting with each other. And then I like want to fight back. Like, stop it, stop it. But then I just think about like, oh, no, that's not helping. I should not like be yelling at them or I should not like join the fight. Because it will mm. only get worse. Like, did it ever like help anybody to like just mm. join the fight? So then I think like, okay, what can I do? And I just like turned on the music and I started like sing a song in the car or something like that, like just mm. to distract them from fighting. So I describe all these weird situations. Um, and it really helps parents to just like look through their situation, also in a different lens, to zoom out. What am I doing? What is the message that I'm sending to my children? Hmm. And did uh, I, one thing I was wondering was you, you spent some time in Norway where raising children is very, very, very different to raising children in the UK. And and kind of one thing I noticed in Norway immediately when I came here was I was sort of driving to work at sort of seven thirty in the morning, and there would be a six year old walking to school on her own. Yeah. And I, and I was like, oh, my God, this child is lost or it's lost its parents. But then I started to realize, no, no, this is normal here. Kids are just free. The, the yeah. freedom kids have is, is not something I'm used to coming from a relatively big city in the UK. And, and that's one thing I found here is, is you see kids... You know, when you're out and about, they're just running wild, as I would say, but they're not running wild, really. They're just living a freer life. So something I wondered was, did that, did seeing that in Norway, and I, I guess you're from the Netherlands, I'm guessing it's probably a little similar to Norway not in the really. Netherlands. No, no? We, were, we had the same curiosity, like, what is happening? Our neighbor, like, is in grade one, and he's walking two and a half kilometers to school with his friends. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? What is happening? But then I start to love that so much. It's like the trust they have in their child, but also in the world around their child. Um, because that is something that in the Netherlands or maybe in the UK, you'd be like, yeah, but maybe somebody's like driving by and I don't know what will happen. We just think about all the weird scenarios that could happen, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I and, and really that, love that in a way. And did that, uh, did that come into your head when you were thinking about sort of the growth mindset and seeing yeah. that did that add anything than what you were used to before exactly yes it is really that like if, if children um like if you have like a dog on a leash right then or if you have a child on a leash maybe if you try to envision that like mm. the child will be pulling and be like just let me go just let me go and it will never learn actually to be free to like mm. uh, be independent to make their own decisions make their own choices but if you like gradually let them go and you help them to explore the world by themselves, making their own choices instead of just like, well, I've been trained to do certain things in a certain situation, but what if I'm in a different situation? I don't know what to do then because I'm not trained that way, right? Mm. But if you like um, learn things by yourself, it's so different than when somebody tells you how to do it. So I think mm. that is a huge lesson uh, what we can learn from the Norwegians there that they let children discover many things by themselves. You can climb a tree. Of course you can climb a tree. Like if you feel like you're ready, then do it. You can be all the way like at the top of the tree. If you feel comfortable, do it. And in the Netherlands and maybe the UK too, no, we should not be climbing trees because maybe you'll fall. But maybe you won't, right? I love that about um, growing up in Norwegian and in Norway. Yeah, 100% because I was always like, you know, sit down, don't climb on the thing, don't do I, I was, I, I know I was, I was really over, overly protective, you know, and I was always, you know, but, but since coming here and, and sort of, I'll give Norway that, that the, the way they raise kids, you know, yeah. albeit, albeit counterbalanced against, I would say, a lack of discipline in terms of maybe they cross, maybe they overstep the mark a little bit. 
Um, but that's fine. That's uh, that's what it is. But whereas I'm you a bit more on the, di- I'm a learn from so many different cultures, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you 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 you'll experience something different in Vietnam. Where I suppose I, I'm guessing you're in uh, the capital. Of what's the capital? No, uh, Hanoi is the capital. We are in Ho Chi Minh City. Okay, Ho Chi Minh. So I'm guessing that's a pretty populated place. So yes. you've gone from you you've gone from sparse sparsely populated to vastly populated i'm guessing absolutely yes we used to live in a house with like not really neighbors around in a waterfall right next to our house and now we're in an apartment building we do have a garden here and there's a swimming pool but that is something different and but we love this too and that has something to do with our mindset that we are not Mm. comparing vietnam to norway really we are just we are here and this is what we have and we see the beauty in everything um, that we have around us. And if there's something we don't like, then let's see if we can change it. And if we can't, then it is what it is. It really mm. is mindset. Mindset is everything. And if you yeah. realize that, your life can be so much lighter. And your, your like um, standard state would be more like, okay, I'm okay. And you'll have some highs, right? You can be like even better than okay. But okay is like the norm. And then, of course, you'll have lows too, but you know you, you're confident that you'll come back to okay because of that mindset. Just like being cool. okay. And and how have the kids settled into the sort of – are they they're back in school now or are they, are they still off Tomorrow, in the summer? Tomorrow's their first day. First day in, in Vietnam school. Wow. Are they in the international school? Where yeah, they were? in high school, okay. actually. Yeah. Cool. And is that an English school? Yeah, is, it's is English school, primarily. But wow. they will uh, learn Vietnamese too. It's like a daily Vietnamese lesson. And math wow. is also partially in English and in Vietnamese. So Wow. So it's it's a whole new a whole new learning experience straight Absolutely. into it. And and the, the 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 great thing about kids is I know from my own when when they learn the language, I don't know, in six months, eight months, they're they're speaking the language. And they just learn so fast, like they're just sponges for information. So traveling around the world is just, you know, adding to that for when they're older, I guess. Wow, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And uh, thanks. I know you're super busy. I see you on uh, on Instagram uh, and it's great to see your life playing out. So thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's been super interesting and uh, good luck with everything uh, over there. Thank you for having me on the show. No problem. I will put in, I'll put in the show notes link to the book and uh, also to your Instagram uh, so people can follow. Published in English yet, but it will be soon. Okay, (laughs) so people can just keep a track on that, and that's great. Annette, thanks very much. Have a great afternoon. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Steve. Just a quick footnote to say thanks for listening and please like and subscribe on your podcast provider and please feel free to share on any social media platform. Thanks again.